Welcome to the Podcasters Podcast, episode 203. Uh, this week I have been completely under the weather, and I usually, whenever I feel like this, I always start off by saying, I'm going to try to make this quick, guys, and it just never works out. It always turns out to be a super long intro, so this time I'm going to say this is going to be the longest intro I've ever made, hoping that my brain just... Ah, I need sleep. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's no secret that Thanos wants to purge the world in Infinity War. And in this episode, we tell you how to find out if Thanos sacrificed you or spared you at the end of Infinity War. And how skilled are you at using the claw? There's a few games that Disney put out to celebrate the opening of the upcoming Toy Story Land. And they're kind of fun. Plus, Disney just had their Star Wars After Dark event, and we thought it would be fun to Blue Sky our own After Dark events at the resort. This episode of Podcateers is made possible by the generosity of the listeners, just like you. We like to call those listeners our podcast fairy godparents, but they like to call themselves the FGP Squad. If you would like to join the FGP Squad, you can do so for as little as $1 a month via Patreon. But if you sign up for a contribution of at least $5 per month, you will also get the exclusive fairy godparent button as a thank you for your support. If you would like more information, just head on over to podcateers.com FGP. If you do some of that shopping thing online, specifically through Amazon, before you place your next order, consider starting that journey by going to podcateers.com Amazon before you do anything else. On that page, you're going to find this ridiculously huge Amazon button, but when you click on it, it does something magical. It takes you to Amazon, but it doesn't just take you to Amazon. It takes you to Amazon using our special link and... Uh, Anything that you purchase could earn us a small commission as a thank you for taking a couple of extra steps and going through our page. And to everyone that's already doing that, thank you very much for your support. Uh, Quick shout out and thanks to listener Lyle who sent us a park report of the Star Wars Night event which you'll hear in this episode. If you ever attend an event at the parks, you can send us a quick recording or a brief write-up to comments at podcateers.com or hit us up on social media if you have any questions. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook. Just search for Podcateers. On YouTube, you'll find us over at youtube.com slash podcateers and youtube.com slash Disney42. If you haven't had a chance, check out some of the videos. We'd love it if you would subscribe take a moment to ring that bell so that you get notifications whenever new videos are posted and if you've already done that you would have already seen an alert for the latest disney for two vlog where they try out more pixar fest food and see some of this season's american idol stars at the disneyland resort for more info on each of us you can just go to podcateers.com team Uh, That's going to include all of our personal social links, including some links to Gavin and Melissa's Etsy shops where you can get some cool crafts, some art pieces. You should go check that out. As always, for more information on things that we talk about in this episode, head on over to podcateers.com slash 203. And if you like the podcast, take a moment to tell a friend about us and see, I told you it wasn't going to be short. It always works out like this for me. I always try to make it this like 30, you know what? 
I'm just going to get into the podcast. I'm going to go get some rest. So this is episode 203 of Podcateers. This is our podcast. We're a group of friends that loves Disney, technology, art, food, and more. This is Podcateers. <laughs> uh, Gavin, did you finally watch Infinity War? No, sir. Ah, oh, come on, man. You're killing me, Smalls. Sorry, man. I'm just busy. I've got anime to watch for my other podcast. and. Hey, cartoons beat live-action superheroes all day, every day, my uh, Wow, you are but so But Thor's wrong. in it. <laughs> well, do you plan on watching it anytime soon? Because I think we all want to talk about it more, and more importantly, we want to spoil stuff. Are you okay with us spoiling everything for you? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, it, it, you can't spoil it for me, because I'm not invested, to be honest. I mean, I'm interested in seeing it, like, and I'll be excited to see it, but I'm, it's not going to be anytime soon. So. When do you estimate you'll probably get a chance to – are you going to haze in this one and just Redbox it? Well, I've never actually used Redbox, but, you know, what? yeah, when it comes out on Netflix what? or something, I'll see it. Oh, that's uh, way beyond Redbox. I was telling Vijay earlier, I don't think I've ever s- seen more than two of the Marvel films in the theater. So I usually watch them a lot later. It's just it's not my top uh, genre by any means. So I think with Solo on the near horizon and then Incredibles on the near horizon after that, those are probably going to be the next two I see in theaters. And so, uh, yeah, late June, July, I may get around to seeing Infinity War. I don't know. Yeah, By then, it'll probably be out on Blu-ray already, considering what the cycle is. Yeah, Black Panther came out so fast, so it it might. Yeah, be, it's out really I'm not soon. Sure. It's, but yeah, it's out talk, this month. Talk freely about it. It's all good. I'm all excited because then I can send him the memes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we're gonna bombard our text group <laughs> chat group nice. with uh, Infinity War memes that we've been holding back on. Well, one nice. one thing first though, Gavin, if you have a uh-huh. open uh, screen on your computer, can you uh, type in "Did Thanos kill dot me"? Yes. Type in what? Did Thanos kill dot me? Hang on a second. So while Gavin is researching this, uh, it's no secret that Thanos, you know, kills many, many people in Infinity War. Oh, obviously, we're not going to say. Yes, we have a whole podcast. (laughs) So uh, again, it's no secret that Thanos kills a bunch of people at the end of Infinity War. We're not going to say who. But somebody created this website, didthanoskill.me, and it runs a quick script. And it's so crazy because I saw how the back end works on this website. Like I saw the source script and the chances of you being spared by Thanos are so small. Really? Yeah. The script is written so that it's it's such a small chance of you getting that one. That nice. a bunch of people, I think Brittany from Cloud City Cast had posted in her Instagram story that she was killed by Thanos. Mm-hmm. And she oh. started asking, like, oh, well, who's who's being spared? And so I ran it. I was spared by Thanos. VJ and AJ did it. They were spared. Melissa was spared. So we officially have a full cast for Podcateers that were spared by <laughs> Thanos. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Ooh. You know what that means, though. That we are the new Avengers. <laughs> 
that and Thanos actually cool. listens to our podcast. Now let's be the new guardians. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos listens to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That is true. Thanos listens. That is the ep- the name of this episode. Thanos <laughs> listens to the podcast. Can you put a goal? Uh, yeah. Put the gaunt- put the gauntlet with a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, that's awesome. If you guys want to see if you guys were spared by Thanos, we'll put a link in the blog post for the episode. Uh, Pocketeers.com slash 202. It doesn't take long. You can do it from your phone. You can do it from a web browser on your computer. It doesn't matter. It was just fun just to see whether or not you were spared. I know that there's tons of memes going around right now. Some are just very funny and some are very spoilery. Some are savage. Yeah, very. (laughs) (laughs) And it was funny. I was reading an article. I was telling everybody during our production meeting that I was reading an article where they said, oh, yeah, you know, I want to stay spoiler free. But considering all the records that Infinity War is breaking, it looks like everybody saw it except for Gavin already. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter that that's an actual quote from the article, by the way. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter if we talk about it at this point. But still, like I said, I'm trying to save all those people that haven't been able to go with a parent or a guardian or a, a cool older sibling that can sneak them into the film. We'll, we'll refrain from talking about it. We'll still try to stay as spoiler-free as possible. But go see us if Thanos spared you and post it on Instagram and tag us and let us know if you guys are going to be, you know, part of, of the, the Podcateers family when we become the new Avengers. and uh, <laughs> Or if, you know, we're going to have to say goodbye to you temporarily. <laughs> we, thank, we thank you for your sacrifice. <laughs> but I wonder I wonder how many listeners we lost because of Thanos. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. He better he better have a whole uh, list of new people to listen if that's how it's going to go down. What's funny is um did you guys see that some people kept re- trying to refresh the website and it's like nope, you're still dead. Nope, sorry. Nope. Really? <laughs> it doesn't it won't change. <laughs> oh wow. Wow. It will change if you clear your cache and the cookies mm-hmm. because yeah. it does cache the script. Yeah. So if you clear it, you do have a better chance of it changing. Right. But like I said, the way that the script is written, it's such a slim chance of you getting because it uses a random number. And if it's below like 0.5% or something like that, that's who are spared and everyone else is basically killed by Thanos. Wow. <laughs> I thought that everyone was just Same. spared. That's what I thought. Because no. it's like, hello, you're reading it. Like, you're spared. I didn't know there was no. another option. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great. I love it. That's called winning. <laughs> I'm just so <laughs> used to winning, winning, you know. Yeah. That's funny. Um, but Infinity War, man, it it is breaking all sorts of records, too. At this point, it is the fastest movie to ever reach $1 billion in global box office. 11 days. Dang. Uh, it's already a billion? Yep. It's a billion. Mm-hmm. It did it in 11 days. Ooh. It beat the previous record holder, which was The Force Awakens, which reached a billion in 12 days. Wow. That's insane. Uh, out of 34 films that have reached a billion dollars globally, this is Marvel's sixth film to reach that milestone and Disney Disney Studios' 17th movie to reach that milestone. Wow. Uh, it, it ended up breaking like nine or ten records in the first like four days that it was out. 
some of the the records that they break like i was reading in a forbes article like some of the records have crazy names like the fourth biggest thursday preview gross and the second friday morning opening before you have a mimosa (laughs) opening it's like what (laughs) just relax just give me the whole number that's so much easier but yeah, I, I think at this point it's it's in standing where it already beat. I think it was the Fate of the Furious that it ended up beating, and I think for the opening Friday or Thursday, it also it, it's right above Black Panther by like twenty million or something like that. So it's insane that in one quarter, Disney and Marvel were able to produce two films that have reached and just broken all these milestones and records. Mm-hmm. It it almost makes me a little scared to see what's going to happen with Incredibles 2 because now that we've seen these two films reach these amazing milestones, it almost feels that if The Incredibles 2 doesn't get close to something like that, it's automatically going to be deemed a failure. And I don't think it would be a failure because when you compare it to the opening of the first Incredibles or any other Pixar animated feature, mm-hmm. it, it may not be on a fair playing ground. I mean, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think I, the, I the definition of a flop these days has definitely been skewed and in particular by the Disney umbrella because they've had so many billion dollar films in the last two years and just so many titanic huge successes that you know the idea of a flop is is kind of different where a flop used to mean you know you just broke even on your budget or you didn't make as much as your budget you know right in that arena but mm-hmm. now it's like if you don't make 10 or 20 times your budget then it's considered a flop because you have this track record of doing so and i don't think that's always fair you know i you know there are movies in the pixar canon that they call flops that made a huge profit good dinosaur <laughs> Yeah, The Good Dinosaur, Cars 3, which I thought Cars 3 was a fantastic film, but by many it's considered a flop because it didn't make as much money as Coco or, you know, other Disney properties like Zootopia and Moana. And I, I don't like that it's so skewed, you know, it's like, it's great that they have these huge, major successes, but I don't like that sometimes things that in any other circumstance, you know, you put it 10 years ago, it would have been a huge runaway success, but because of the perspective now, you know, it's like, so I agree with you. It's kind of a good and a bad thing because it skews the view of other films, but I don't know with Incredibles, I'm less fearful of it because there's been so much anticipation for it. And it's been the one that has been longed for, for the longest period of time. And it's also we're in a superhero crazed world these days. So I think Incredibles 2 is going to be huge. I really do. I was going to say it wouldn't be fair to say to compare Marvel and Incredibles because it's like, you know, you got two different types of audiences. You know, you got Marvel who are like the hardcore comic, you know, geeks and nerds and whatnot, which is awesome. And then you have the Incredibles who, you know, their fan base, it's been only, what, 13, 14 years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be that, you know, it's not something to be saying, oh, it's going to flop because it's not going to make as much. But, right. you know, it, it's going to do really good no matter what. Well, and you also, Like Gavin said. 
Yeah, uh-huh. there's also a handicap for uh, animated films because there's a huge segment of the population which won't go to an animated film because they just think anything animated is just for kids. You know, yeah. I know a lot of people that are always surprised when they hear that I'm going to see an animated movie. You know, they're like, wait, you, you don't have kids. Or do you have like nieces so? and nephews that you're going with? Like, why, why are you going to this? They don't get it, you know, they don't or they don't give it a chance. And, you know, with superhero movies, it's it's a lot more universal, you know, or yeah. Star Wars or something like that. It's, it's so much more universal. So they're never there's never going to be an animated movie that pulls the type of numbers that the big box office blockbuster live action movies will. But I think Incredibles will become a very successful movie. That's my prediction. Yeah. I bet it does better than Wreck-It Ralph uh, financially. You think so? I I do. I do. Do I think think it'll do better because of the fact that Pixar Fest is going on and we have the Incredicoaster and there's this this whole other hook into the Incredibles too? I don't think that. I think... No, I don't think one affects the other. I really don't. Yeah, because that would I just be the... I think people, if they weren't doing Pixar Fest at, at Disneyland and the Incredible Summer or whatever it is in Disney World, I don't think it would have any impact on the movie whatsoever. I don't see those as really that related in that kind of a way. I could mm-hmm. be wrong, but, you know, I especially with Pixar Fest, because it's so much about all of Pixar, it's not so squarely focused on the the Incredibles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the Incredicoaster will affect DCA attendance and it'll increase park attendance, but I don't think it'll get more yep. people to watch the film. You and VJ especially are huge Incredibles fans, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that the anticipation that you're feeling, I mean, it's been 14 years in the making, right? Right. Do you think that puts added pressure on Brad Bird and the Pixar team to make sure that they put out a really good film? Or do you think that because it's Pixar, we're already going to get a great film that may live up to what you're expecting? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes and yes. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of scared that it, you know, if it doesn't do well, like if it does... If it's a story like Cars 2, I would be very disappointed. But because it's been so many years, I think they finally came up with a good story that would make it, you know, a good one for to watch in the movies. And, like, I think we're going to be really excited just because we – I love Incredibles. But then with the Incredicoaster coming in, I think that would help little numbers here in California, you know, because not – not everybody's going to be able to go to a Disney park and see all like incredible summer at Walt Disney world and, um, Pixar, uh, Pixar fest over here at Disneyland. But I don't know. I think it just helps hype it up for us over here, you know, that are Mm -hmm. diehard Disney Mm -hmm. lovers. So yeah, yeah, I think the story is going to be good or fingers crossed. It's going to be good, but I mean, it's Pixar. I think, uh, with Coco, they already know what, what kind of, movie that they have to hit like okay we can't just do a finding dory or cars 2 or you know like toy stories the toy story franchise i think that those movies are great but other than that like i don't see any other sequels that like hit it out the park in a sense but i i have faith in the incredibles too yeah yeah i think the the pressure going back to your question hayes and i think the pressure is definitely on I think they've added pressure because of 
you know, the absence of John Lasseter and how that affects the overall production of these films. But I have so much faith in Brad Bird and what he does. I, I think he's amazing. Right. But, you know, there are there have been some big misses for me in the Pixar canon in the last two or three years. So there, there is some trepidation. But again, I, I think this is one that I feel like they're going to put all their resources behind, um, in, including the writing, the directing, the art directing. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen the animation in the trailers and it looks incredible. And uh, I just, I have less worry about it than I do about Toy Story 4, for example. I have a lot of worry about that one. Yeah. Toy Story 3 was such an amazing way to end that trilogy Mm -hmm. that bringing that story back just... It, it just feels like a cash grab at this point. And yeah. yes, the characters are very beloved. And I, I know that we're going to enjoy the story that they put together. But it feels like you're just giving us an additional story for the sake of trying to make more money off right. of these characters at this point. Right. Well, isn't that kind of how Toy Story 3 was? I felt like that. Like, was really? Toy Story 3, well, before it came out. I was thinking, like, really? Like, we're going to get another Toy Story? I was very worried about Toy Story 3 because I felt like, okay, what what other stories are they going to tell? I, I didn't know. And I was obviously pleasantly surprised about Toy Story 3, and I love that movie. And so hopefully the, they do the same thing with Toy Story 4. But, yeah, I'm worried, too. I'm still worried. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think there was a lot of hesitation before that movie came out. But, uh, you know, I, I do agree with what you both said about it. It being the perfect wrap up of that major story. And I think they have the perfect vehicle to tell other little stories. Like all of the short films that have come out for Toy Story that. are amazing. Yeah. So if they want to tell us a little backstory or a little side story of Woody and Bo Peep, do it that way you know give us another special yeah. at christmas or, or something you know i think that's it's done so well for them and i love all those things and you know the other thing is that lassiter was supposed to direct this one too so i don't know what's being changed behind the scenes but you know i don't know there there seems like a lot of potential pitfalls on this one and and i think it just speaks to the larger um tiring of all of us consumers of all the sequels coming out from Pixar, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, that's why I was so excited about Coco because in a, in a five movie run, it was the only thing that wasn't a sequel, you know? And I just, I'm getting a little tired of the the sequels. So, and that's what made Pixar originally so amazing is that every movie that was coming out was so unique Mm -hmm. and so incredibly creative and clever and, and then it's just we've had a decade of sequel after sequel after sequel and it they're starting to stack up and they're starting to get a little tiring yeah you know to comment on what you said that Lasseter was going to direct this one in a way i almost feel like that's a good thing for this film because it was it was his perspective when they directed the very first toy story and it was his vision going through toy story 3 right mm-hmm. and it, i almost feel like it's a it's a misnomer to call this one toy story 4 because from what we know it's supposed to be from the point of view of bonnie right the toys are now in bonnie's possession we've kind of seen what happens at sunnyside all that stuff so 
I feel like they they should have called it something different, but using the Toy Story name, you're already grounding it into this world that you're familiar with. But because mm-hmm. it's going to be directed and the story is going to be told from a different set, like a, a different perspective, I almost feel like what AJ's saying, how we felt in, and how we were worried about Toy Story 3, that might be what saves Toy Story 4 because it's coming from a whole different place at this point. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm gonna see it opening night probably because it's it's Pixar and they do amazing things and they rarely mm-hmm. disappoint. So, you know, I I think even though we have some trepidation, I think chances are it is gonna be amazing. Yeah. Well, I am looking forward to seeing The Incredibles 2. I probably will not watch it opening weekend because that's usually not how it works out for me. (laughs) We got really lucky with Infinity War. And I I made such a big effort. Uh, This might be different, right? Because it's 14 years in the making. But that was one of the reasons why I tried so hard to watch Infinity War opening weekend. Because I've been so invested in these films since the development of the MCU, right? Because when I first saw Iron Man, there was no mention of the MCU. It wasn't an idea. And it wasn't until that ball got rolling that they thought, wow, we have something here. Let's start kind of connecting everything. And because I've been so invested in it, I felt like, okay, I need to be there for this. I I need to just be invested. And, I mean, all week, VJ and I have been going back and forth on how we felt after watching it, right? We felt like, you know, it was, there was a breakup. Like, we lost friends. We we were just depressed. The Rick and Morty yeah, Rick short and Morty that you one. showed. <laughs> so that funny. was hilarious, dude. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, if you guys are looking forward to Incredibles 2, let, leave us a comment and let us know how you guys are feeling about it. Are you looking forward to it? Were you a big fan of the original Incredibles? How do you feel about this one coming out 14 years later? And do you guys think that the Incredicoaster, Pixar Fest, or anything that's happening at California Adventure will have an impact on how well this film does? Like you said, VJ, in California, it might uh, especially considering that I think this last week, I forgot what it, where I was reading it, but apparently California is now the fifth largest economy in the world. I mean, that's a lot of people watching Incredibles. <laughs> Not that they all will, right? But it has the potential of helping those numbers. So, Question for you, Hazen. Um, did you yeah. watch Infinity War with the kids, or was it just no, you and Lynette? No, or was it just you? It was just me and Lynette. Okay. I wanted to enjoy <laughs> it. Well, how about your? <laughs> <laughs> so, how about with your kids? Are they excited for Incredibles too? I don't. They haven't really seen trailers or anything like that. They spend a lot of their time watching Netflix. So they don't really know about these other unless we physically show them something like, Uh hey, look, this is coming out. There's this new trailer. They're not really connected to the world in that way. They're just kind of connected to what their profile says on Netflix and on demand through our cable service. I'm the same way. The only way I see trailers is um, on Instagram at Podcateers. They give me all my trailers. And Podcateers.com. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great way to get them, Gavin. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Well, before we move on from all this Pixar and Toy Story stuff, uh, we wanted to let you guys know, if you guys haven't seen them, there is a cute little website that has three games that you can play. They are, what are they called again? Uh, 
one is a trivia game. It's Trivia Mania, Slinky yep. Dog Stretch, and The Claw Challenge. Uh, if you head over to ToyStoryPlaytime.com, you can play them on any mobile device or on a desktop computer. They're pretty fun. I think they're really geared to kids. You know, they're they're really pushing the opening of Toy Story Land at Walt Disney World. Uh, I played them, but I could not play more than five or six minutes before I thought, mm, I'm done with this. <laughs> you know, they're fun, but I think they're really more geared to kids. I mean, mm-hmm. you guys all had a chance to play, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That claw game, though, had me going. Like, I really was trying <laughs> yeah, that's the best to one. reach 15,000 points. Is that what you I got, 15,000? You know what we should no. all do? We should all play... <laughs> And then we'll post all of our scores. Like, I do you guys score. want to do three games and the best out of your three is what we post sure. per person? Yeah, because I got my score. <laughs> all right. So that's what we'll do. Each one of a us will play three, three games. games. Melissa. <laughs> a new three games, Melissa. No, that was my best score. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll screenshot it. So that's what we'll do. Each one of us will play three games. You pick your best score out of the three, and we'll post it in the Podcateers Instagram story and see who had the highest score of all of us. Cool. Cool. Sure. All right. Okay. <laughs> Since we're talking about stuff happening in the parks, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I know that you guys, I think, were there, Disney for two, you guys were in the parks when the American Idol contestants, the top 10, were in the park prior to filming their live special, correct? Let's see. Yeah. So we actually vlogged it, and it's in our newest vlog on YouTube, Disney for two. So go check it out. Yeah, if you guys are not subscribed to the Disney for Two YouTube channel, head on over to podcasters.com slash 202. The vlog will be there along with a link for you to subscribe to their channel. Uh, just like we always say, make sure that you ring that little bell for notifications whenever new videos are posted because subscribing apparently is not enough for YouTube. So that <laughs> is the best way to get alerts when your favorite creators are posting new videos and while you're at it go to youtube.com slash subscribe and hit that little bell icon i mean we don't post yeah. as often as disney for two does but we got good stuff on there people just go subscribe you should go create a playlist and let it play in the background if you've already seen all the videos just let it play a couple of times <laughs> trust me it'll help <laughs> <laughs> tell your friends <laughs> go subscribe tell your friends have your friends tell some more friends <laughs> then you'll get, be monetized so, in no time yes in no time uh so the american idol contestants were down to the top 10 i mean i honestly i didn't really think american idol was a thing anymore i know so that this is the back. first year yeah it's the first mm-hmm. season back and now they're on abc mm-hmm. so the fact that for the first time ever they are doing a disney night huh, makes sense Yep. Right. We've mm-hmm. seen it with Dancing with the Stars before. Uh, I, I I don't really keep up with American Idol. I only saw this one because I was interested in the fact that there was a Disney hook to the episode. Uh, let's let's start with. Uh, do you guys watch American Idol? Like, have you guys been keeping up this season? Oh, yes. Nope. I'm the only really, one. Really, Gavin? <laughs> yeah, we love American Idol. We watch it. We've watched it every year. So. Uh, when it was coming back, we were so excited. I don't know if you guys remember the last season of American Idol. Did you guys watch it? It was like the big, it, they had a huge finale and they brought back like every American Idol champion oh, I, for the I, final I, episode. It was really cool because they announced the winner and the confetti dropped and everybody's going crazy and and the credits roll. 
And then Ryan Seacrest comes on and he's like, this is goodbye to American Idol. And then the screen goes dark. And then you hear Ryan Seacrest go, for now. now. So everybody knew he was working on a way to bring it back because he didn't want to let it die. And I think three years have gone by now and maybe four. And uh, he's finally brought it back. And yeah, it's on ABC and they did a Disney night and I thought it was amazing. I think the American Idol stage this year is the most incredible stage they've ever had because they have all kinds of um, like screens and projections. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it looks like mm-hmm. a Disney attraction now. It's, right. it's incredible. So like every performance of the top 10, they did an iconic Disney song and the theater was transformed completely to, you know, uh, emulate different uh, elements of the song and the animated movie that it came from. And it was such a great show. And the top 10 is, they did a really good job picking the top 10, I feel like. And there were some stupid good performances. It's really good. It was magical. All right, so I do want to talk about all of the people that performed the top 10. But instead of making it a part of this episode, we're going to put this up for our fairy godparents on Patreon. If you're not a fairy godparent, this is a great time to become a fairy godparent because you'll be able to hear this exclusive part of the episode and a couple of other exclusives that we've posted, including a long talk that we had about Black Panther. You hear a couple of uh, special episodes that we did of just the ambient sounds of Main Street during Christmas and a few other things. So podcasters.com slash FGP. You can sign up to be a fairy godparent for as little as $1 a month. But if you sign up for at least a $5 monthly contribution, you will also get the exclusive fairy godparent button as a thank you for your support. And we are working on exclusive perks that will be coming up very soon for the FGP squad, as they like to refer to themselves as. So as we get closer to releasing some of those perks, we will let you guys know. We're still uh, working on that in the background. So thank you all for your patience. We really appreciate it, and we appreciate the support. Hey, how's it going, everybody? It's Lyle, also known as Lyle Styles, and I'm here to talk about Disneyland After Dark's event, Star Wars Night. So the event started officially at 9 o'clock, but we managed to get in around 7.30, and as we walked in, we got, you know, our, um, our wristband saying that we are here at the parks for this event. We got a lanyard, we got a map, and as soon as we got onto Main Street, we noticed it was a long line, but... We don't know what that line was for until I actually looked at the map and it said it was just for the AP exclusive pin, which I'll talk about later on. Or button, I should say. Anyway, so some of the things that we did like about the event was just seeing everybody just dressed up all in their Jedi outfits or the Imperial uniform or maybe even some Stormtrooper outfits or whatever. A lot of Han Solos too, maybe because there's this movie coming out soon. A lot of Rey. Um, they did have an adult version of the Jedi Training Academy, which was pretty cool. So I thought that was that was pretty fun to watch. That was one of the first things that we watched. Um, they did have a lot of photo ops scattered throughout the park, but the lines to get in there and take a picture was crazy. So it's something that we really didn't want to wait in line for. The Star Wars firework event was really cool. Um, they had some cool projections on the castle throughout Main Street and on the Matterhorn, so that was pretty cool. Though it was a whole bunch of food that was out there. 
that we actually didn't get to try, but the one thing that we did try was the Dagobah ramen, which we bought at the Pizza Planet, but the ramen that we had was, eh, it was okay. It wasn't that great. I probably would have tried it again. As for the lines for the rides, there were easy walk-ons, except the fact that a lot of them broke down. So we tried to go, I think, on about three rides, and all of them broke down as we were trying to get into the lines. Um, but overall, I mean, it, it was a fun event. It was really cool to see all these people dressed up Star Wars looking, and I don't think I'd actually pay another $100 to go to this event, just for the fact that a lot of it was just lots of lines to do things, so that wasn't really fun. But if you don't mind the lines and you want to get all the merch first, then I guess this event is for you. All right, thank you. See you guys later. All right, so this last week, Disney did another Disney After Dark event. You know, a couple months ago, they did Disney After Dark, and it was the 50s night. You know, a lot of people, including some of us, I think, confused it for Disney's version of Dapper Day, which really was not the case. You know, they really had that whole, like, sock hop vibe to it. There was a lot of poodle dresses, you know, going around Disneyland, which you normally don't see a lot of uh, during Dapper Day. And the ne this next one that happened was Star Wars themed. So first of all, uh, I know you guys saw some of the pictures that people were posting on Instagram, but what did you guys think from what you guys were seeing on Instagram as far as how this compared to the first Disney After Dark event? They really stepped it up. Disney really did step it up, and I was impressed by what I saw. Yeah, everything from droids going around. How many R2s were at... Wait, how many R2s were at uh, Main Street and Town Square just right riding around. I was like, that's cool. Like, Did you guys see that? It was a good amount. I didn't see that. You didn't no. see that? There was like I, I wasn't really five of them just rolling around. Um, the picture um, the picture spots were really cool. I like the the garbage disposal. The compactor. Yeah, and then what, what's the <laughs> oh, other one that was yeah. in? Um, what's, I was going to say the Yeti. What's his name? What's the, oh my gosh. You know what I'm talking about? I know, I'm Where he's like, oh, I'm having a blank out. <laughs> he was in Hoth, right? Where he's like, oh, yeah. lightsaber, come to me. Where he's hanging upside oh, down. Yeah, I don't know what that creature's Wh called. It's but like I know a wom. Everyone's going to be womp mad something? at us. Oh, my gosh. This is going <laughs> to. Oh, yeah. A womp, womp, womp. The womp, womp, womp. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's plenty of Star Wars fans right now womp. listening that are like, you don't know what it's called. Womp, yeah. uh, That's what that editing is for. Oh. <laughs> Can somebody search on can Google? Hey Siri, what's the? <laughs> oh, my phone just went off. You'll need to unlock your Apple. First. Oh, that's funny. Um, but yeah, even the lanyard was cool. I liked how it was a hologram. The fireworks show. I mean, I don't know how long the sh the show was or anything, but it looked really cool. Yeah, it seemed like Melissa said it really did look like they stepped it up and. I wonder if it was, you know, Star Wars is established already. There's a lot more things they can put into the park that will remind people and connect with the Star Wars fans. Or if they got some kind of feedback on the first one and they thought, okay, well, if we want people to pay $100 for this additional ticket, we have to do things that feel more special. Like, which one do you guys think it could have been? Number two. Well... <laughs> I think a little uh, it, both. It's weird because 
I'm yeah. I'm kind of uniquely blind to both of these events. Like I just have not been exposed to anything. Like I didn't even know the first one. Like I I mean I knew it was announced, but I didn't even realize it had happened. But when it comes to Star Wars, you know they do Star Wars days in in um, Disney World, and we've had you know Season of the Force in Disneyland, and Star Wars is just such a big deal that if they're going to attach something to that, they need to make it a big deal, you know. So if it's just going to be like a fifties theme, like like what do you do? I mean, is it all like movies from the fifties, like Lady and the Tramp? Like what what do you you know? There's not a whole lot that you can roll out as far as a theme. Whereas with Star Wars, you have so much opportunity, and yeah, people are going going to expect experiences you know they're going to expect wanting to feel like it was a star wars event you know so i feel like regardless of how the reaction was from the first one i think just having the star wars name on it meant it had to be at a certain level you know and that's going to be from the people at lucas arts as well as you know the resort uh, that you know i just feel like it it had to be something more and I'm glad yeah. that it was, uh, you know, from the limited things I've seen, I, I guess I don't follow a lot of people who either partook in it or had anything to do with it. So I just, I just haven't seen anything. Uh, but that, that would be my general impression. Well, uh, we thought it would be fun to come up with our own versions of these Disney after dark events. Uh, we've, you know, we've only had two. We had, like we said, the the 50s night, and now we had this Star Wars night, which was so popular that they ended up adding a second night, you know, because so many people wanted to do it, which was kind of cool, I think, that instead of just saying, hey, you know, you're out of luck, they said, let's add the second night so that people don't feel like they were left out. And because of the fact that, you know, there's so many opportunities we just thought it would be fun if we came up with our own version of these nights. So, AJ, let's start with you. If you could come up with your own version of a Disney After Dark event, what would it be? I had a couple of ideas. Um, I'll just go over my my top one, I guess. <laughs> and this could be um, executed multiple ways because what I came up with were themed nights for the different lands at Disneyland. Oh. Um, so, you know, one could be a Tomorrowland theme. One could be a Frontierland theme. One night could be a New Orleans Square theme. So yeah. the only thing that would kind of be a little hard is obviously the lands aren't as big as the whole park itself. <laughs> um, so maybe this, these events would be a little bit smaller, but maybe they could have more of them. Um, but my events would have special, obviously, food themed to the land, special shows, characters that are specific to that land, even some long-lost friends. That'd be really cool, I would think. Mm -hmm. And guests could bound or dress up or, you know, specific to the land. So that yeah. was my idea. <laughs> That's cool. I, I really cool. like that idea. I'm, I'm really digging the idea of having like a new orleans square night and just <laughs> totally like 
just going down the bayou, just having this big dance party in the middle of New Orleans Square. I just think sounds like such an awesome idea. I'm for this one. I'm going to co-sign on this one. It just could be it cool happen. to have like a, a land takeover of the rest of the park too. So like you could bring Ooh. in characters and elements that would kind of you oh, know cool. infect the rest of the lands and an uh, overlay of all yeah. the other lands. Yeah, you know you could have projections, but you could also have music and all the things they use to create ambiance. Mm-hmm. You know, so imagine walking through Tomorrowland and it feels like Adventureland has infected it. You know, it's like. Oh, you hear wow. like tribal drums and stuff in the back, and that's cool. I mean, cool. I like that, that too. That could be. I like this idea. I think it's great. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. Yes, I also really like the idea of the long lost friends coming out because I think whenever they have events like Mickey's Halloween party or these other micro events, when you see these characters that are not normally walking around in the park, I think it's always just a little bit more special. So I really dig that yeah. idea too. Imagine so, awesome. Imagine having a New Orleans Square night and they actually bring out the tightrope walker, you know, things oh, like that. Yes. Or they bring oh. out the face character of That'd be cool. the Black Widow Bride. Because they exist. Nice. They're at Holly Madison's wedding. They exist. Wow. <laughs> they were at her wedding. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's very true. So AJ, you stepped into my mind <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> on a few things that I have on my phone. <laughs> All right. So That's awesome. since we're crossing into your mind before we go to VJ's ideas, let's go straight to yours, Melissa. What would your sure. event be? I called it bringing back previous fun night. And <laughs> this is actually bringing back what the parks had earlier or previously, whether it's from Electronica to um, the money bin at D23, putting those pieces into the lands. So let's say Small World Toontown, you would have, of course, you'd have the characters, the long lost characters. I would see, you know, right there, we'd have the money bin. We'd have DuckTales, all of them, Ludwin Von Drake, because he's usually paired with them. Mm -hmm. I was thinking at Small World, you know, Having the Phantom Boat on display, if they can, bring it out for one night or two or three, whatever, Disney. Um, bringing out the gang from Disney Afternoon, because that's where they were when they had the meet and greets. Mm-hmm. I would love to see the gummy bears come back just for one <laughs> night. I think it'd be fun. Tomorrowland, I would love to see Push come back. What? Wally. Oh, the trash can. The trash can, yeah. Yeah. Right. People Mover have photo op there electronica elements where they would bring the light cycle that they had at uh, dca yes photo ops with the programs and the sirens and um i think that would be and so much fun captain eo <laughs> yeah but i i yes. miss electronica <laughs> i mean if they were to bring the music back um at the terrace that'd be amazing you know kind of give it give it one more time <laughs> Daft Punk funness. Um, Adventureland. Oh my gosh. Sorry, I'm going to read out everything. So, Adventureland. I would love to see Tarzan, Jane hanging out. But at the same time, Indiana Jones is coming out. He's fighting the bad guys like they used to do when they were promoting uh, Kingdom of the Crystal oh, Skull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, whoa. With I don't remember that one. 
yeah. they did that with the, I know. Yeah, they they had a promo and they would fight across on top of a Jungle Cruise. Oh, and Jungle Cruise. And it would actually. Oh wow. Yeah. So they used to have that little fight scene, and then they would go down to the Cave of Wonders. Hmm. And that I remember. That was a lot of fun. Because I seen Indiana Jones fight someone um, in Tarzan's treehouse not too long ago. I remember having a video of it. But the, um, oh, my God. The guy would have, like, a crazy sword and everything. And he was following Indy up um, Tarzan's treehouse. And then they would fight on one of the bridges. And I was like, whoa, that's cool. Are you sure that wasn't guests just bounding? No, I'm pretty sure this person didn't have a huge sword, you know, fighting, fighting Indiana Jones, who had a whip. And you're sure that wasn't just a dream you had? No. I have better dreams than that. Were you so, Indiana Jones, babe? I, know, I was Indiana Jones, Gavin. <laughs> Plus, if somebody had a sword, they would have sent them back to the car from the metal detector. They would have. Okay, continuing, Melissa, sorry. It's okay. Um, so New Orleans Square, bringing back the Hunchback Gang, and if they could bring out the Gargoyles, I don't know if they are. If they, we have the characters here, but if they could, that'd be awesome. Because by Rivers of America, have them right against the, you know, the by the wall. Since it's all brick, it'd be really cool. If anybody and... knows if those Gargoyles still exist anywhere, it would be Tony Baxter. So Tony. If you want to send us a message and let us know if they exist, you know, just send us an email to comments at podcast.com. You know what? Or just text me. One of the two. Just let we me know. We would appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> now, I know this isn't a, a, you know, a long lost character, but AG brought up pretty much to bring out Daisy, the tightrope uh, girl. If we can have the ballroom dancers out. That would be cool. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. That would be so cool. I think that'd be so much fun. With fog. And yes. And you know what? Let's bring back Ichabod Crane because I've seen him for the Halloween parties. Wow. Have him come out and just be himself. He was awesome. Yeah. So Fantasyland, I didn't really do too much because, of course, Fantasyland, there's a lot of characters that we don't really see. Bring them all out. That's all I'm going to say. Main Street, I would love to see Elliot, some of the light bugs from MSCP. And you know how they would have, like, photo ops? Have that going around. Um, Clarabelle, Max, I would like to see like a touch of previous things that we had had, you know, we've had in the parks in each land. So you want like, like a Yesterland theme essentially. Yeah. So can I add something? Cause I love this idea. Can I add something to it? Cause I didn't hear you mention it. Can we bring back the country bears? (laughs) Let's just bring them back to Critter Country. Cause we need some country bears. They're already there. DC, not where they used to be. No, they're still in Uh, where um in Winnie the Pooh's attraction. (laughs) (laughs) Talking to you, let's let's see the big (laughs) out. You didn't specify in which capacity that they were still there. That's true. I didn't. I just want to see them perform again. Go to Disney World, buddy. (laughs) You took the words right out of my mouth, Gavin. Yesterland (laughs) event, Gavin. I know. They're not going to bring back Carousel of Progress either. You got to go to Disney World. Yep. I'm willing to live without that one as long as I can see the country bear. At least people movers still there. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. That's awesome. I love this idea, Melissa. I, I will co-sign on this one, too. Let's uh, let's draft out an email to Bobby, because these are great so far. Uh, nice. VJ, let's go to you. What would your After Dark idea be? Okay, so picture this, guys. 
Pixar, okay? It's going to be <laughs> everywhere. DC. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> Which, ha, what would you ha, call it, ha. DJ? Bah, Pixar Fest. Sold. Let's do it. Brilliant. Let's put stickers on the monorail. <laughs> and on planes, too, while we're at it. Um, so I was trying to think of something like, okay, is it going to be Star Wars theme? I was thinking, hmm, how about Avengers theme? That would be kind of cool. But then I was like, well, maybe Hazen's going to bring that up. He's like, I'm actually not Iron Man suit ever built along Main Street. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was my original choice. But I, I then switched it to another Disney property that I absolutely love. And it, it is not Iron Man. It is not Avengers. Oh. I'm going to shock you so, guys all when I do a Marvel-themed night. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to go with your original Marvel idea, no, no, let's no, no. hear I it. Wasn't, I'm not going to go Marvel. Um, so, yeah, I was like thinking what else, kind of like what Melissa was thinking after, you know, old school stuff or like what could it be? But for me, because I have this idea in my head for the longest time and I still want to throw this type of party, I want to do a prom at Disneyland. But, Whoa. but, no cosplaying, and people have to, have to actually dress up. All the characters will be dressed up in prom gear. There will be certain themes in different lands, um, bands playing, um, and 21 and over, drinking inside Disneyland, um, food everywhere. So kind of <laughs> like, you know, there's that one... Str- like if you're at a high school prom, they had that one table with all the treats and everything and the fruit punch and whatnot. So that'll be in different lands, you know, you know, they'll have like their specific ones. Um, and then a fireworks show that included like setting off your own lantern, kind of like the Tangled theme. If they could actually do that, they can't, they can't, they can't do that, but you know, that'd be cool. I mean, if it was going to be, my idea would be that. It could but... be like a, a photo pass thing where it's a special lantern yes. effect. Yeah, yeah. No, I want the actual lanterns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, okay. Projections want... on the Matterhorn. Well, I want actual lanterns. <laughs> fire. How cool would that be, though? I mean, if it could really happen, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would love to do a prom theme just so everybody could dress up and, you know, no strollers, no kids involved. It's just 21 and over. It's just something just for adults, you know, where we, like, I mean, we don't have kids, but, like, you, Hazen, you could actually go to this after you get a babysitter, you know, and just you and Lynette just have a date night, you know? And that would be Because, you know, all the girls would love to dress up. They're like, oh, what are we going to wear for prom? What are we going to wear for prom? A Disney prom. That's Some nice. of the guys like to go through that process, <laughs> uh, too, VJ. Well, and I think we're all adding the 21 and over element to all of our concepts right now. <laughs> and no strollers. Well, obviously, right. because it's 21 and over. <laughs> Mine but... might be hard to do that because of mine. But oh. I love your idea. You know, one of the things, and I think a lot of parents will agree to this, that sometimes once you have kids, it is very difficult to have date night and just time to yourselves. That's something that we frequently have to, you know, try to figure out for us as well. I love this idea for the people that are not married or don't have, you know, a, a girlfriend or fiance, whatever the case is. 
how many do you think are gonna start coming up with those creative banners like Cinderella? Will you go to prom with me? <laughs> See, <laughs> that's awesome. Imagine the viral marketing for this thing, yeah. where people are like on Instagram with these with banners. <laughs> Punzi, go to prom with me. You know what I mean? I totally. think it would just be a total viral hit. I like that idea. I like it too. Sweet. Enchanted under idea. the sea. <laughs> then you can then you can spin in front of the castle. Yeah. Right? See, I could DJ. DJ. I could DJ it. No, but I would like to see all like different bands, different DJs. You know, lights, everything. Like that'd be cool if Daft Punk could play <laughs> in Tomorrowland. Yeah. You know. In different oh, lands. In yeah. different lands. You know, because then. Like, oh yeah. Well, Fall Out Boy's playing my prom <laughs> at Disneyland. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's mine. And I would love a dope fireworks show, but you get to set off your own lanterns. It'll never happen, but that'd be cool. Super cool. cool. <laughs> could you imagine the castle with all these lanterns in the sky? That'd be sweet. And nobody gets to bring, sorry, Hazen, and this is also myself, nobody gets to bring photo or cameras. Just your phone and just enjoy. Because so, I want people just to enjoy the night. And they could get their pictures because it's like all included that. in the price. You get yeah. if you go to PhotoPass people, you get all those pictures at the end of the night. So you could just enjoy the night and have fun with your friends. I'm for like it. That. Let's do it. I like it. Let's have a prom, guys. Let's do this. <laughs> I love that idea. Check. Put it on Bobby's list. Gavin. All right. Well, mine is somewhat similar to VJ's. So um, great minds. It, it, it's a, another romantic idea, but it, it's really, uh, I want to say this up front. It's inspired by the fact that my own better half finally came with me to Disneyland last fall and returned to Disneyland again with me this spring. So before that, I probably never would have come up with this concept because it never would have applied to me. But I basically want to have a couple's night at Disneyland and we're going to call it Disney's Bella Note. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to start with commemorative tickets. So the tickets are only sold in pairs. And you can get his and hers. You can get his and his. You can get hers and hers. Whatever whatever is your coupling, you I can do it. Um, you know, and the, the his ones will have tramp. And the hers ones will have lady or whatever. Uh, go ahead. So, so only couples. Nobody could go stag. <laughs> They're only sold in pairs. So okay. if you want to buy right. two I'm tickets, you can. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but friends so, could go. Friends, yeah, as long as sure. it's a couple. Okay. Yeah, you could go as friends if you want. Okay. Uh, as long as you have somebody to give that second ticket to, you're all good, man. Right, right. <laughs> so just like the Halloween party, um, the music throughout the park will all be themed. It'll only be Disney love songs or the love themes from any of the scores. So it's going to be oh. that kind of music throughout the park. They'll relight the park like they do at Halloween, but the but it'll be all romantic lighting. Like I'm thinking, like super like Rococo pinks and golds and light blues and just super cheesy romantic. Uh, but I think the park would look beautiful lit that way. Um, rides. There will be some featured rides for this event where you and your significant other get to ride it by yourselves. So. Uh, I'm specifically thinking of Pirates, Jungle Cruise, and Small World, where you get a boat to Your yourself. Your own boat? That's cool. Yeah. 
So like just those three featured. So it wouldn't be like everything or else nobody would get to I'm ride like, anything. Big Thunder Mountain, yeah. one person, two right. people on the train. There is the no diamond flow to your idea, Gavin. That, no, it, wait it, times eight hours. Yeah, you could only, only last do four it. hours. Exactly, you could only do it for a certain number of rides, and maybe they couldn't even do three rides. Maybe they could only do one or two. But Ooh, how about I, if that would be neat with your two um, your tickets since they're uh, sold in pairs it has a return time already for like all those yeah. times so then yeah however many tickets are sold it won't cause uh you know like an hour to hour wait that's a great or idea. a lottery or a lottery or a yeah lottery when you get where there. Only a specific number of people get a chance to do it that's true that's true i like it um there's gonna be several areas for dancing so um, in the Tomorrowland Terrace area, they'll have like the club EDM kind of thumping music going for, for that kind of dancing. In the Fantasy Fair, they'll do ballroom dancing because I think that'd be a cool place to like do the waltz with your sweetie. Um, on the Mark Twain, they'll have swing dancing. And in the Golden Horseshoe, they will have square dancing and line dancing. So any kind That'd of dancing cool. you want to do, you can find your spot in the park to do that. Um, character meet and greets, it'll be all Disney couples. So if you're lining up for meet and greet, you're going to meet a full couple. So if it's, you know, Belle, then you're also going to meet Beast or the Prince, whatever. You're going to meet Aladdin and Jasmine together. You're going to meet Tiana and Naveen Hashtag together. Hashtag not Adam. You're going to, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, so it's just all couples. Um, and then food, there would obviously be uh, special food offerings. But the, the main food item uh, that I came up with is would be um, a spaghetti and meatballs dinner, a la Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> so you could call it the Bellinote. I figured it would probably be at the Carnation Cafe. Um, but, yeah, that in general is my idea. So... Let's make it happen, Bobby. And the spaghetti dish is all one giant noodle with no forks provided. Well, be creative. I, I do and imagine it being in one platter, so you kind of eat it together. Oh my like gosh! Two, two big meatballs. And each <laughs> server awesome. name is Tony. Yeah. So like, every drink sold that night comes with two straws, and every ice cream comes with two spoons. Things like that. That is awesome. I think they're gonna have to provide tissues. Because I'm already thinking about this, and I'm like, oh, it's so adorable. <laughs> it's very yeah, mushy, but I, idea. I had a fun time coming up with all the ideas. That's cool. I, I like it. this idea, too. Again, it, it goes hand in hand, like you said, with VJ's idea, mm-hmm. especially for people that have a hard time finding just uh, a night where you can go. I mean, we have trouble even getting two or three hours to ourselves to go to a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, So something like this that just kind of elevates – our, our time together, <clears throat> you know, I think this is a great idea, too. I would have certainly uh, a fun time if this was happening, especially with the dancing. Mm-hmm. I don't get a chance to do a lot of dancing, but I love to dance. I <laughs> don't know that, but I love to dance. Nice. So my idea is not necessarily a romantic one like you guys put together. I'm sorry, baby. Um, <laughs> my idea is something that I've actually never seen at Disneyland before, and it's something that I was hoping we would eventually get a chance to see until the series ended. And I would love to see a Gravity Falls special event at Disneyland. I knew Ooh, it. I can already feel I a scavenger hunt. I was going to say, on. there's going to be some exactly scavenger hunt. That's exactly what I'm <laughs> thinking. 
one of the greatest things that Alex Hirsch has done is send people off on these mad scavenger hunts to try to decipher new products, new series, just to engage with the followers of the series in a way that I haven't seen done effectively in a really long time. And even two years later that the series has been off the air, when he was announcing the DVD set and he was announcing the new book that's coming out in a couple of months, you know, he did the the pines that people were putting together on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. It, it was so fun watching people come together, you know, to go through these scavenger hunts. So the idea would be that like you guys were doing things with couples, right? Mm -hmm. I think this is something you do as a group because you need everyone in the group to come together to solve these puzzles. Um, spoiler if you haven't seen the end of Gravity Falls, but they all have to come together in a circle and they have to do a very specific thing in order to kind of make sure that weird Mageddon doesn't happen, right? So I think that... It, <laughs> it's not necessarily a seance. I don't want to say too much for people that maybe are going to get the series and want to go through it. But uh, I think that if we do have every land is going to have every land is going to have their own set of clues that you have to decipher. Every land that you go to has a different type of, you know, uh, a different type of code that you have to break. Some of them might be a puzzle that you have to put together. But the I think what I would really love to see is some of the characters from Gravity Falls because we don't have those face characters. But I think we'd have a lot of fun if you can just go meet Grunkle Stan or <laughs> if you could meet Mabel and Dipper. Or, I mean, what if you could meet Bill Cipher, even if he was a projection? But what if they did it like Turtle Talk with Crush, oh, oh, where yeah. you're seeing some kind of projection of Bill Cipher and he is responding to you? You know, cool. I just think there's so many possibilities. They can set up this little mystery shack photo op like they did at D23 uh, a couple of expos ago. I think that photo op was such a fun idea to bring that back just for one night. I think people would go just crazy over it. And at the end, you come out with, you know, some kind of cool prize or or something for solving the entire scavenger hunt. You know, I, I just think it would be such a good opportunity for, you know, for bond. Maybe you just want to do it with your significant other. Maybe you don't have to do it in, in a group dynamic. Right. But just going around solving these puzzles, having a good time. I would love to see something like that at Disneyland. That'd be cool. I think that's a yeah, fun idea. Yeah, it'd be a idea. lot of fun. So do you, would you do it like, um, like, like an app-based challenge where you'd have to download an app and it would lead you around the park? Or would you do something where, like, they would hand you a map or, or some sort of booklet that you use, like a physical thing, when you went in to play this game? I would do paper maps. Okay. And I would do something like, you know how you write with lemon juice and it's invisible ink? <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, I would make it so that in certain spots you had to, like, hold it up to the light to kind of burn your clues in and stuff. Right, or right. They give you, like a tiny little black light that won't mess up your eyes if you accidentally look at it. Like, it'll only work, you know, on, on the paper mm -hmm, to reveal mm -hmm. other clues like they did in the third book. This is uh, essentially everything that I wanted the optimist to be, which was kind of this... 
it was almost the same thing with the plus ultra and all that that was happening as they were promoting the tomorrowland movie and in a way that stepped into reality in a way that no other game has and it the ironic thing it wasn't even like a disney thing right disney kind of picked up on it but it wasn't done by disney i think that if disney did this one if they got alex hirsch to come up with this entire like scavenger hunt i just think it would be so great like you have some of those elements you have these real life things and if they really want to step it up for anybody that purchases a ticket the the game doesn't start when you go to Disneyland. The game starts a week or two before you even step foot inside wow. Disneyland. So wow. how would that part work? Would it would that be like on an app, like on the Disneyland app or something? No, you you go pick up your map. Oh. So the so the advantage would be that you already know where most of your clues are going to be, so you have an advantage. You already okay. start solving some of the stuff that's happening. Where do you pick up the map? At the ticket offices? Yeah, in the Esplanade at the mm. wherever you buy your tickets. Interesting. Or you can download one. Yeah, maybe you can print it off if you buy your ticket online. I was going to say, how about if they mail you something, too? Like, everybody gets that mailed out cool. the same thing, like, weeks in advance or something but i was gonna say is this gonna be similar to Minnie's moonlight madness thing where like if you're going through say there's all these groups 20 groups and they all start at the same time are they going to be at the same places at the same time all the you know throughout the whole entire we're event not gonna be... or is it going to be like was... somebody's going to start off groups are going to start off in tomorrowland somebody's going to be in dca you know what i mean so it doesn't it's not going to be like oh let's just copy these people and see what they do and you know what I mean? Aren't they tied together? What do you mean tied together? Um, For Minnie's Moonlight Madness? Yeah. Or not tied together, but aren't they like kind of... Tethered together? Yeah. Well, from... And I don't know. Um, AJ could correct me if I'm wrong. But like some of the... Th when she was... Uh, she went to the last one. When they were giving out clues, mm -hmm. some of the clues were different. So people would spread out. So it wasn't the same exact clue to each group that went and got it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there's no, I think the difference would be that in Minnie's Moonlight Madness, you're running a marathon to solve these clues, essentially. Like you're trying to win this challenge. For this one, you're not really trying to beat all the other teams. Oh, you're you just, just want to. through the process. Okay. Of, yeah. Okay, You're that's just going cool. through the process of trying to solve this for yourself. So it's kind of like, like escape room. To, where you just have to yeah. win. You just have to get exactly. to the very end. You just have to make it to the end. Oh, okay, cool. I just didn't know there, if like people were going to be idea. in front of you. You know, there, An escape room? Yeah, there's the next idea. We turn the haunted mansion into <laughs> an, an escape, escape room. room. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I still Why? believe that if we're going to go full escape room, we have to do what they do at Hong Kong and set up one of the stages at California Adventure. No. no. But then yes. I say we'd be in the ballroom right. and do that. But then people are gonna mess right. it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm afraid that they're just gonna damage the haunted mansion. If you're just in one room? Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, you don't know. <laughs> don't just, don't mess just, with this is we just can't make a nice replica. Things, they'll make a replica of the ballroom oh, yes. in yeah, stage okay, seventeen. That I'm for. And then that I'm for, yeah. Yeah, that would be fine. But not in the that actual attraction. Not in the, or, uh, yes, no. You're like, no, what no. if they do one of the rooms as the stretching room? That'd be cool. Because then you have no windows, no doors. Yeah. And you have to escape. 
Yeah. Kind of screwed your head. You have to form a human ladder and climb up and pull the cadaver down. Is this only going to be with Gravity Falls, though? For that night, I think it would be Gravity Falls. Like, I would just like to see a Gravity Falls anything at Disneyland at this point. Would somebody who didn't follow Gravity Falls be able to, um, like, answer these ciphers and all that? That depends. I think there's a lot of people that are into cryptography that would get a kick out of the event Mm -hmm. that may not necessarily be fans of Gravity Falls. But I think that the Gravity Falls community is large enough that you could fill up the park with people trying to solve all these puzzles. Because I'm still watching a lot of the episodes, but I didn't know if because I'm a fan of Indiana Jones or National Treasure, the (laughs) Like, would I still oh, be able to? if you're fans of all those things, you would love these yeah. games. Okay. Like, yeah. I think you, there's such an, a, a great element of puzzle solving that if you're just into adventure, like, there could be that element to it, right? But I'm just into just trying to solve those puzzles and everything that I think that that just would be fun. That, that sounds like fun. You know, there. I think there's a lot of experiences that we could come up with, and I think Disney's always going to want to cater them to some of the more popular aspects of the park. But, you know, these ideas that you guys were having, like the couples night, prom night, date night, uh, you know, the Yesterland idea, uh, the the idea that AJ had also for the lands, I, I just love you know how we can take elements of the past and just bring them back, give us a fun little thing to do. And I think that was the purpose of doing, like, the special electrical parade night that they did, right, before they even started these official After Dark events. But if you guys have any ideas for a Disney After Dark event, leave them in the comment section of the blog post for the episode over at podcasters.com slash 203. We would love to hear what your ideas are. You can also leave us a comment on the Instagram or Facebook posts. And, you know, if we like your idea, we'll read it in an upcoming episode as a follow-up to this talk. All right, so before we close up the episode, I uh, want to mention a couple of things. Our buddy Jason, who you some of you may remember, uh, had a chat with us back in episode 187. He is a glass artist over at Walt Disney World at the Aribis Brothers. Super talented artist. Uh, he's working on a couple of Marvel things. We had posted a little Groot that he was working on. Uh, Well, his daughter recently started a clothing line and there was a couple of designs that she had put up, including some with Edna Mode. Um, The Instagram account is inspired on Maine. So we just wanted to send a quick shout out one to Jason. Super cool dude. Want to have him on the podcast very soon. But also to his daughter and her Instagram account inspired on Maine. We'll put a link in the blog post for the episode, podcasters.com slash 203. Go check it out. Go follow her. Show her some love. Check out the designs. Gavin just recently ordered the, was it the Edna Mode one that you ordered? No, the ears. Oh, the ears one? Yeah, cheers I like that one. Which is awesome. I never in a million years would have thought that I could get a mashup of Disney and the show Cheers. But <laughs> I know. she did it and she killed it. I love yep. the idea. They they've got some really clever designs. So and, and they're they're gonna be releasing more all the time. So so check them out. They're they're really cool. Yep, I love them. Exciting. So, again, check it out, podcasters.com slash 203. You'll see the link to her Instagram account right there. Make sure that you like and that you follow. 
So also before we close up the podcast, just a quick reminder that if aside from becoming a fairy godparent, which we mentioned earlier in the episode, another great way to support the podcast is by using our special Amazon link. If you purchase your stuff on Amazon, like I love to do, I think I pretty much order everything on Amazon, including toothpaste and body wash and everything. It's just so easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, head on over to podcasters.com slash Amazon before your next purchase. Uh, anything that you purchase may earn us a small commission as a thank you from you and from Amazon uh, to everyone that is currently helping us out in that manner. We just want to send a quick thank you to all of you as well. We appreciate that added support. If you guys are trying to locate any of us online, the best place to find all of our social links is over at podcasters.com slash team. There you will find our individual social links, including our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook pages, our personal websites, our Etsy shops, our YouTube channel, Disney for Two's YouTube channel. And if you do sign up for the YouTube channels, like I mentioned earlier, make sure to hit that little bell notifications icon so that you get alerted whenever we post new videos to both channels and that's it anything else guys before we wrap up for this episode yes happy third anniversary to the best thing that happened at the haunted mansion happy Hot 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 Day. it's coming up i forgot <laughs> it, it is it may does. 9th buddy i know that's so <laughs> awesome. may 9th so for anybody that is listening to this on launch day Happy Hatbox Ghost Day to you. It is yes. May 9th. Remember that. Spread it around. Hashtag it's a thing. It's a thing. It is a thing. So that was one of the days that Gavin and I rode the Haunted Mansion so many mm-hmm. times together. Over and over and over again. We just experienced Hattie. Yeah, we just experienced <laughs> Hattie. It was one of the greatest times I've ever had at Disneyland. It was cool. And and, and also Gavin was there. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, happy Hatbox Ghost Day. Let's try to make it a thing. Post it. Post your Hatbox Ghost pictures. Use the hashtag Hatbox Ghost Day. And we're going to just try to get this thing rolling. I know we're yeah. going to be posting about it. So woo! Yay, Hattie. <laughs> All right, guys. That is going to be it for this episode. So until next time, here is to Beers, Cheers, and Mickey Ears. Bye! Bye. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.